Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 62 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, today will be an episode about we met in real life. You may be wondering, what is we met in real life? You're about to find out. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I said in this episode, one of my friends sent me a TikTok um, about me met, we met in real life and how they did a Christian's mixer. And I was like, what? That's so cool. I need to talk to her. So here I am talking to her. Um, so I just wanted to highlight this because uh, a lot of people of color don't really have um, opportunities to have singles mixers and it be Christian on top of that. So I'm always looking for opportunities to highlight singles events and different cool things that are happening in the Christian community. Um, and this is no different than that. So let's get right into it. All righty. Hello, Maxine. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. I'm, I'm well as well. Thank you for asking. Um, so when I have a new person on the podcast, I always ask them this question and it is, um, what aspect of Christ's, um, character has been most evident in your life? Wow. Great question. What aspect of Christ has been most evident in my life? Okay. I feel like Christ has always been a constant for me as a provider, as a way maker, um, from even like my mom's own walk of faith up to like me being raised in a Christian household and discovering my own faith journey on my own. Um, yeah, God has always provided for me and my family in such amazing ways. And I'm really thankful to just reap all the blessings of what has been my life you know I'm just really grateful that's awesome so that just made me wonder um because you said you know basically making your faith your own have you always lived in New York no I haven't I'm actually from the south I moved here after college well I went to college upstate and moved to here after I work in journalism and media so this was the place to be um but yeah as far as my own personal faith it wasn't until college that I kind of learned to be a Christian on my own, you know, outside of like the confines of going to church with my family and like praying before dinner and stuff like, you know, it was just like a habit of Christianity versus like, I chose this, you know, especially because mm-hmm. I yeah. grew up in the faith. Um, but yeah, and co- college was difficult socially, mentally, spiritually, and I came to God on my own, you know, like finding my own church home, finding my own Christian community and friends and discovering God on my own versus what I already knew being taught that from family and my upbringing. So that's what I hinted at. Yeah. And I also wonder like what's, what it's been like. I mean, I grew up in New York. Uh, I moved from New York when I was in like the sixth grade and I go back often, but um, just moving from the South and moving to New York and then discovering your faith, what's it been like, I guess, being a Christian in that environment? Um, it's definitely different, you know, like there's not as many Christians here 
you really have to search for that community. Whereas in the South, it's like, there's a church on every corner. Also, it's kind of a constant mm-hmm. that everyone goes to church already. So it, you don't even have to like wonder if someone's Christian. It's like, everyone's Christian. It's like, how do they practice their Christianity in the South versus here? It's like, no, they're not Christian. Like, don't assume that because they're probably not. Um, but I feel really mm-hmm. lucky in that when I moved here, I moved here shortly after one of my really close friends, Destiny, and we were both really adamant on finding a church home quickly. So I was able to find my current church home, Bridge Church in Brooklyn, New York. And since then, I've always had a Christian community and friendship in that. So I didn't go through like such hardship because we were always looking, seeking out Christian community. It wasn't like I moved here, struggled, and then kind of had to stumble into it, you know, like I was intentional about making sure I had Christian community. And then it's okay to not have Christian friends for me, at least, you know, so I have friends that don't believe or they believe in other things. And that's what it is in New York. And that's okay. Like, as Mm -hmm. long as I know what I believe in. And when I go home at night, I accept that. That's fine. No, no one outside of me is going to define what I believe. You know, you really have to be firm in that. (laughs) Yes. You got to be firm in that in a city like this, though. For sure. There's so many ways to, like, veer off path or discover something else when you're not solid in what Mm -hmm. you already know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Jesus hung out with anybody, you know what I'm saying? So what can we, we're definitely allowed to have friends that are outside of Christianity. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I get that all the time, Um, even as like people who know me realizing I'm Christian, like, oh, like you're Christian. You're not like what I expect. And I'm like, who do you mm -hmm. you imagine? Like Virgin Mary or something like Christians are (laughs) just like everybody else. They just pray to God, just like whatever, whatever you believe mm-hmm. in, we're all yeah. unique people, you know? So I, I really like being that for people though, because I know a lot of people here also have negative assumptions about Christians and like judgment and the rigidity of religion in general, not even Christianity, just any religion. Um, so I yeah. like to be that person to be open about where I go to church, what I do on Sundays, what I do outside of Sundays and how I'm involved at my church and still have a normal life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely feel that. Um, cause I'm in the South now we like switch places. Um, I went to a Christian university. I was even talking to a Christian at one point and she was saying like, I don't know, like you just make Christianity seem so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, we just can be normal people and, and love Jesus. Like it doesn't have to be like that that wild mm-hmm. that people you know you know how people some people can be so awesome that was not intended to be a conversation but here mm-hmm. it is um but in addition to that can you tell the people a little more about you and what you do yeah so i currently live in new york city i work as a news producer at now this news so i work in digital media sponsored branded content that sort of thing And outside of that, I run a business called We Met in Real Life. I do dating events. Yes, I do. I do dating events for, well, with people of color in mind. And I started in February and have been 
doing it ever since. It's currently July of the year I founded my business and I'm really excited to continue to grow and learn in this world of event planning and bringing people together, carving out community. Um, yeah, that's me. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, I'm so excited. Everybody that ha has heard this today, go and do it. Um, and we'll talk about where you can find her at the end. But I literally love this. One of my friends actually sent me um, your TikTok. And I was like, I need to speak to her immediately. Um, so yes, awesome. Now, how has your success been with it? I know you got, you got some like accolades early on. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been honestly really amazing and overwhelming the attention I got as soon as I started. Um, after my first event, I posted a video recap on TikTok and that video went super, super viral, it reached people all across the world. Um, and it really blew up like my Instagram and TikTok page. And I've had other viral videos since that one. So it's been like a constant flow of people reaching out to me. I was in the New York Times, like right after my first you event. Were. So that so was cool. pretty so unreal. Cool. Um, and that was like right around my birthday too. So that was awesome. Cool. And yeah, recently I did my first Christian dating event in collaboration with my church and two others in New York City. And that was a major success. So I'm just keeping up the momentum, continuing to grow and learn new things again. Like I'm new to this. It was an idea and I acted on it, you know. That's how everything starts. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of inspired that for you to do this whole thing? Yeah. So I actually went to a dating event last fall, like around November. And I brought one of my friends from church with me. Like, And on the flyer, it was like all white people in the picture. Mm -hmm. And but I mm -hmm. kept getting asked for it and I was like, this is cool. Like this is like in the movies. I just want to go like I'm probably not going to meet the love of my life. But I think that's such a cool concept. And, you know, like this is like peak pandemic. I'm not trying to be on dating apps. All my friends agreed. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, this is so cool. Like even if it's not diverse, we can be the diversity and we'll go. Um, <laughs> and so we went and it wasn't diverse at all. Um, mm. and it also didn't feel that intentional. It was by a larger company that does these events, kind of like a machine. Like, I think they do them every week or even more often than that. Oh, and they do more or other like community events in New York City. So, um, leaving the event, I felt like there was a void in it. Number one, being like attracting diverse people from diverse backgrounds and number two, like making it fun, making it intentional and not just sit down. You're going to do speed dating for an hour and then leave like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. so I came up with the idea also from my friends who were like, dang, I would go, but this looks really white. I'm not trying to do that. Like this doesn't look like it's for mm -hmm. me, you know? And I searched on Eventbrite and there's like dozens of speed dating or mixers where it's all white people on the pictures and it's kind of like they're unintentionally segregating their events by having images of a certain audience, you know? So mm -hmm. shortly after that, I just decided to try to do it on my own. And 
I reached out to my network of friends and friends of friends and saw if people would actually attend. And after my first event and after going viral, I figured like, yeah, this is something I should keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So how do you feel like, do you feel like your original vision for the mixers like matched what came to fruition or has anything been different? Yeah, it was honestly, I've never had an experience like that where, you know, like you might have an idea and you think it's genius, but then you like wake (laughs) up the next day and you're like, that's Facebook or something, you know, like someone already did it. (laughs) That's not a genius idea. Um, But (laughs) in my case, I acted on it and really realized like no one else was doing this and my events are unique in a bunch of different ways that I personalized it and running my first event and seeing like the reaction from people, especially the guys who were more hesitant and were like, this was actually fun. This was not what I expected at all. And I was like, I know, like I put a lot of thought into this. Hello. Especially because I had already went to an event and I was like, there's definitely ways to grow and make this cooler. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been like, almost exactly what I imagined. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's like, doesn't always happen that way. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's, so, there's good for you. There's been some hurdles, but it's, it's definitely been yeah. like everything I pictured. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that for you. Thank you. So, um, so we already talked about like you having POC in mind. Um, what other things do you feel like singles events were missing that uh, made you want to create your own? What else were they missing? I think the biggest thing they were missing is that, like, cool factor, like, to make it seem like something more than just, like, a random event with, like, an ugly flyer, ugly fonts. You know what I mean? Like, because the (laughs) the other stuff I saw, I thought it was for older people, too, just from the design. Like, because I'm 26, and when I look at party flyers for my age range, they look so cool. Like, I click on it, like, oh, my gosh, how did they even design this? Like, I have to go. Where is mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, I feel like that was missing. And also, just in general, I feel like more events like this need to happen because, like, we're in this digital age. Everyone's used to dating apps, meeting people. There's no, like clear space for relationship building to happen, community developing to happen. Obviously like mm-hmm. there's church and then we have like clubs and parties for having fun. Then we have networking mm-hmm. events for um, career networking, but there's nothing really in mm-hmm. between for that socializing with the potential to date or make become friends or whatever happens, you know, outside of dating apps. It doesn't happen like, my parents in the nineties where like someone approaches someone else, you hit it off and you literally get married. Like that does not happen anymore. It was so different then. Yeah. You have to put a lot more work into it nowadays. And like I say, for my events, even if you don't meet the love of your life, like that's totally fine. I think it's important to have spaces where you're meeting people outside of your network, outside of the main like Mm -hmm. clubs or whatever it is you go to all the time. I'm attracting a wider audience of people from all over who you probably haven't met. And I want you to meet in real life, not online, not yeah. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And if you do meet the love of your life, you can say we met in real life. 
like easy. Ah, I like that. <laughs> I like the plug you did there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely gone on strike from the dating apps. I'm on strike right now. Um, <laughs> it's just like so bad all there, you know, and I never want to get on there again. And I've decided like if if I'm going to miss him because I'm not on dating apps, so be it. Like that's how over it I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. that's why I love events like this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the last one I went to, I did go to a singles. I don't know if I called a mixer, but it was a singles event that someone was putting on in this area. Um, I would not have gone if my friend didn't uh, encourage me to, cause I knew I wouldn't find him there and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to try show the Lord that I actually, you know, faith without works is dead, you know, so I'm, I'm working and with my faith and I went and it was like mostly people that are maybe like in their forties and fifties, not POC. Um, they didn't really do it well where it's like, everyone knows where they should be. Like the Mm -hmm. games made sense. Um, they get, did a kind of thing where it's like you, we just did like, you know how they will do like the bingo bingo thing where you just kind of find people that have mm-hmm. similar or like has a red shirt on or something. So we did that for like the first half. Didn't really cultivate really conversation. People were just kind of competing. And then that was over. We went downstairs and then someone talked for a little bit. Then we worshiped at the end. And that was literally it. Yeah. So I think the worship was great. Yeah. Great idea. Um, But it just felt like you could have just been someone in the crowd and like never talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to, or even if you want to talk to someone, you, it wasn't like intimate. So um, wh- how do you feel like your mixer will be different than that? My mixers are different than that because I mean, most of my events have a seat dating aspect of it so that you avoid that of like you go into a room, you see all these people and you're too scared to approach someone and then you never mm-hmm. even talk to anyone on a like depth level. Um, that's what, yeah. that's what I, I know people say like speed dating is a bit exhausting, but you get to talk to everyone in the room. And even if it's for three or five minutes, you get a, you get a like, <laughs> not to say a taste, but you get a sample of the person and who they are really. And, at the end, you have time to talk to them if you really hit it off or if you wanted to hear more about something or maybe you guys can network or something and you become friends and through that friendship, you meet someone who you end up dating, you know, because that's really how it was back then too. mutual friends. You meet someone, you get set up and y'all just really hit it off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we do we do group icebreakers, too. And okay. I try to make them fun. I don't want to give away too much about my events. You'll have to attend yeah, one you don't have to, to experience it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you you just got to like keep the flow going because people, this is like pressure for people because they are shy and it's hard to do this because we are also so used to being on our phones to connect with someone on that type of level that even mm-hmm. a simple, hey, how are you? Is like, oh my God, why would I do that? You know? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we, we try to get over those hurdles. Yeah. And I like the speed dating aspect too. Um, I think at first it's like scary, but if you, if you're like just having fun with it, um, it forces you to have conversation. Like you were saying, um, I was talking to a friend recently and she's like, 
she feels that way when she's in the room, like wanting to stand to the back of the room and not being engaged. So when you do speed dating, it kind of forces you to be in that conversation. Yep. And I, I mean, in a way, it forces men to talk to you as well. Yes. So it's working in your favor. Absolutely. And even like someone you might not normally approach, well, you're going to be sitting in front of them and they might surprise you, mm-hmm. you know, because we also have our types and our biases. So we don't we don't talk to we don't approach everyone. Someone who we think is approachable, we're going there, and that might be a very narrow margin. Um, but with speed dating, it's like, all right, I'm talking to this person who I would never come across, and I really had a good talk with them. Wow, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or someone you're like, I could never <laughs> approach that man. Yeah, in my life, exactly. And now he's sitting in front of you, so mm-hmm. you have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And same for so, the guys. Yeah, I can never I love that. I can never approach Sonata on the street. I'm in front of her right <laughs> now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how many men are hanging out, but <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be incentive for getting people in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cool. So for I know you do different ones, like for uh just like there's no like preference or there's Christian ones as well. So how do you do like the vetting process maybe overall? And then how might it be differently different with Christian mixers? Yeah. So for my general events, the vetting process isn't super rigid. I initially created the form just to make sure that the people who were interested in attending were like human and were who they say they are and not like, Mm-hmm. catfishing or something you know because I feel like that's such a thing mm-hmm. on dating apps and I wanted to avoid that at my events and there's a disclaimer at the top of the form where it's like this is not for a hookup like if you're looking for that this ain't for you and that's okay um, mm-hmm. there's already plenty mm-hmm. of places for you to look for that you know and we're here for making connections whether it be platonically or romantically in real life um, yeah, so I just try to keep it within a balanced age range so that like a 21-year-old isn't meeting a 50-year-old, you know, because that's not ideal. Yes. Um, that's reason. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, so I try to keep that, um, <laughs> keep the age range. Right now, my age range is around like 24 to 34-ish. Um, okay. Just because that's who I'm attracting right now. I would love to do something for the older crowd as my following grows and I'm able to like, gather people from that group because I've had a little bit of mm-hmm. interest already. Um, but yeah, we, the form is questions like you have to link your social media. You, If you don't have social media, you can put like your LinkedIn or something that proves like this is who you are. This is how you look, whatever. Um, we ask mm-hmm. for your age, your gender, occupation, um, like if you're a student or working or whatever and yeah that's it it's, it's pretty simple I, the only reason okay. you wouldn't get invited is if you're out of our age range really like I've never come okay. across someone who was like crazy looking because it's not like <laughs> the form isn't super long but it's not short so if you're okay. kind of kooky it's probably going to weed you out already you know you probably have a short attention span. so Exactly. You're going to see it. You got to click a link. You're like, I don't want to do this. Um, but if you do, yeah, you're going to okay. fill it out, you know. Um, but yeah, for the Christian mm-hmm. event, like I said, it was a collaboration with three churches. One of the churches I attend. 
And I collaborated with the pastors on creating a form to attract Christian people. And that form okay. was a little different. And the pastors helped me filter through people. Um, but again, cool. like we didn't attract anyone that wasn't like Christian and answering the questions. This event was for church members only pretty much. We did share it to a couple okay. of like larger Bible study groups in New York, but you have to link the mm -hmm. church you attend, um, how often you attend, do you serve at your church, name and age. I think those were the main questions. Um, okay. And if you don't serve, like that's okay. But we don't want people that are like, don't, aren't committed to Christianity, if that makes sense which is sometimes hard yeah. to measure by like how often you go or if you serve. But For sure. Yeah. This is a form and we're just trying to generally get the gist that you're committed. You're trying to go to a Christian event because you are a Christian. You're solid in that. Right. And you want to meet like-minded individuals, you know? Um, and also mm -hmm. we say like, how did you find out about this form? And if it'll be like church newsletter or friend from my church that's how we're keeping it in the network of Christians who we already know are good people who just want to meet other great people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, that just reminded me, I don't know if you would have to add this because I don't know, most people may not do this, but um, we were doing the little icebreaker thing and my friend asked this guy, uh, what, did, what was on the page? I can't remember what it was, but he's like, Oh, I'm here with my girlfriend. <laughs> And it's like, why are y'all here? I think we do have, I think we did have a question like that. But I don't, I mean, all my flyers. You may not have to, but it's like, why would, you know it says singles event on No, this. but I had. So why are you and your girlfriend here? I had a friend who went to an event in New Jersey where it was like a singles event, but people in relationships were there. And they had like a wristband That's situation so where it was like red, yellow, green. I thought that was super weird oh. because the title of the event was singles. So there shouldn't even right. be an option for someone dating. Maybe we're swinging. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're This is like an open relationship event. Say that. Yeah. Because that will attract those people, you know? Because if right. I would have went to that, I would have been very like annoyed. Like, why did I just meet a guy who's yeah. married? You know? Or who's And the funny thing was he was one of the only black men there. So it's like, wow. <laughs> way Whoa, to kill the vibe he, even more what did he even say about why he came i didn't even i didn't ask you were like no, no one asked him it's just like get out of my face like yeah that's that's super bizarre the only people yeah who were in relationships there were our um helpers okay because we want to leave is, with people who are already in relationships you can look to them like right that could be me yeah yeah I love, I love what you're doing. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So do you think there's anything else that you want to tell the people to look forward to? Or are we keeping it low key? What are you thinking? Um, I will be going on tour this fall with my events. Okay. We haven't selected all the cities yet. It's going to be three or four cities. Um, okay, we love a tour. I'm not necessarily sure when the next Christian event will be. The partnership with the church. Okay definitely helped a lot. So that would probably be the next event I do. It would have to be a partnership with a couple churches because. Yeah, that's you, a great idea. Too. Like, I didn't even think about that. You know, all the single guys at your church and you probably like mm -hmm. either tried it or y'all don't vibe or whatever, but you don't know the guys at the other church and same like 
the guys at your church don't know the girls at the other church. So when you throw that into play, mm-hmm. it's great because you're just making friends. You might visit that church that you didn't even know about or heard about, but didn't get that push to attend because you already have a great church you attend. Um, so when I travel for another Christian event, it would be like a similar partnership just to keep it even and simple with like who I'm attracting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, look out for the tour dates and follow us. <laughs> Yay. And where can they follow you? You can follow me at we met IRL on Instagram and TikTok. Good stuff. All right, people, go do that right now. If you like pause your whole life and go do that. Um, is there any words of wisdom you have for the singles? Hmm. I say, what words of wisdom do I say? I feel like <laughs> I, don't know, I just kind of sprang that on you. You should be solid in what you're looking for, but don't be too rigid because mm. you might miss out on a great connection because you have a list of 50 things and he doesn't match number 49 or same with a guy like he might have a long list for a woman and she doesn't do this, you know, and Mm -hmm. a relationship is about um, what's the word compromise and coming together and growing together. And if they're already perfect, how are you going to grow together? You know, I'm not saying like Mm -hmm. find someone crazy, but nobody's Mm -hmm. perfect, not even yourself. So don't look for mm-hmm. perfection, but look for someone who compliments you. I think that's big because even online, I see so many videos of like, he has to have this, 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 and this. And, and same for the woman. She has to have this, 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 and this. And I'm not settling and all this and that. And don't don't like settle on things that are deal breakers for you. But I say evaluate your deal breakers and make sure that you're not being too rigid because of like, getting down on yourself and the dating scene because it's really easy to Mm -hmm. get into this negative space of like no one's good enough and that's why I don't date and I have this huge guard up like come with an open heart but be aware at the same time you know yeah yeah that's really good I I I agree with all of that (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well, as you know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram and on TikTok. Once again, thank you, Maxine, for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. Of course. And everybody, remember, don't forget to speak the truth in love and kiss the sun. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.